This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 80, Resolving Jane's SI Joint Flare. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. Today, I have a coaching call for you to listen to. Now, this is with Jane, who's actually been on the podcast before. She's my first person to be on the podcast twice, but she was a former client of mine and she has been doing really well. She started having pain a few months ago and it's been getting progressively worse. And she was starting to get heart palpitations too, which was a new symptom. So she got on a call with me so that we could explore what's really going on with her pain. And we found some interesting things. So if you are someone that's struggling with chronic pain, I want you to listen to this coaching and see how it applies to you. Sometimes by seeing the parallels in someone else's story, you are able to apply and integrate and learn things in a way that could be even more powerful than being coached directly at times. So here we go, my coaching call with Jane. All right, Jane. So tell me what's been going on this recent time your SI joint started hurting. Okay. Well, you know, in the past that it has bothered me at various times when things are stressful. Most recently, this past year, uh, when I was having issues with my sister. Um, and uh, so I think that it started bothering me again, maybe in June. Um, also starting to have anxiety as well, palpitations. Mm -hmm. um, and as the summer has gone on mostly in August. And then I started getting really nervous and my SI joint started hurting more and more. And now when I'm out walking in the morning, I can walk for about three minutes and um, then it really starts to hurt. So, mm -hmm. but I, I keep on going because I know this work and I know not to baby it. So mm -hmm. I haven't taken any Tylenol. I haven't stopped my activities. Uh -huh. Okay. So what was going on in June? Well, what I think may be behind it, I'm not, I'm not for sure. Um, uh, you know, I, I still am having issues with my sister, but not as much. I mean, I, um, we've recently started texting a little bit. So, I mean, I don't think that's the big issue at the moment. Um, a year and a half ago, I had quit my job at the FSU College of Medicine. And, um, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with my time, but right at the same time as when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And so the things that I thought I might do, I wasn't able to do, you know, like travel or um, do volunteer stuff and all that. So um, in about six months after that, that was in March, in about September, October, I really realized that I missed working on the project. I missed using my brain. I missed the people. Okay, so I applied for the job. I'm clearly the most qualified of anybody. I worked there for nine years. I know how it works. And then it's just a lot of bureaucratic stuff, you know, of waiting and waiting and waiting. And so in June, or as time went on, it looked like I might actually have a possibility of 
at least being interviewed or being considered for the job. August um, 9th was the day that the position closed and then they started reviewing applications. And here it is September. So they're finally reviewing applications. They've reviewed them and there's five people for the job mm -hmm. um, that they're gonna interview and one of them is me. And mm -hmm. so I think I have a pretty good job. Actually, I think they're gonna hire two part-time people um, of getting the job. And I think that I like, I might be panicking at the oh. thought of actually doing this and going back to work and not having the free time that I've had you know, for the last oh. year. When did That's that panic start? When I was curious, when you said the anxiety, the palpitations. July, I would say. July and the, mm -hmm. the SI joint around the same time. Mm -hmm. mm. Not as much, but really, really in August it did. And then now it really is. Mm. And I'm going to be interviewed on Thursday. Okay. This Thursday. So that's the only thing I can think of that's really yeah. emotionally charged at the moment. Yeah. And you said panicking. So for sure, we know fear, you know, amplifies everything. It amplifies your pain. It gives you cortisol. It can, you know, give you palpitations, right? So tell me why you're panicking. It's you're thinking of this job. What about the going back to work is causing panic? Um, my, my thought and all this whole time, all I could think about is I really want to go back to work with them. I really want to go back to work. I really, I miss the people, blah, blah, blah. And then the closer it's gotten, mm. then I'm like, I'm going to lose all my free time. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to lose my freedom of, you know, going over to my daughter's house and playing with her new puppy or, you know, going on a trip when I want to go on a trip. How does it feel when you think like, I'm going to lose my freedom when you just say that sentence to yourself? Like, how does that? Anxious. Yeah. Well, tell me like what kind of symptoms you, or, you know, how you feel. That like my heart rate speeds up. Yeah. Okay. I start to tense up and. um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's f flight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, the palpitations that, I mean, that's your heart rate speeding up, right? Yeah, and it kind of flip flops and stuff like that. And, and I'm, I've had a whole cardiac workup because this has happened to me before when I'm under stress. And when I was stressing about my business, there have been times when this has happened and, and there's nothing out of order in my heart. You know, so I know that that's not it. So, okay. well, that's amazing news, right? That you've yeah. felt something similar before and it was nothing. It, after a know. while, it stopped. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to lose my freedom. That's the thought that mainly comes up. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think about that when you think about that with this whole going back to work scenario? Well, I think that, um, what if, what if I don't enjoy it like I did before? Like, what if I, now that I, that I'm in it, I really don't like the job, you know, like. Well, where does enjoying come from, right? The my brain, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, 
like I don't want to disappoint them again I mean I would I just if I go in I got to go all in because okay I can't be in you know like never never land I can't be in limbo okay so so you have this thing of not wanting to disappoint them yeah uh-huh. and that I may have to um, go into the office a couple of times a week uh, going into the medical school which I used to enjoy but um, and and it's it's not really a problem except that um, when I worked for them before I worked from home primarily I could pick mm -hmm. when I wanted to go in but with this position which I'm going to clarify on Thursday mm -hmm. I don't know how much I'm actually going to have to be in the office yeah okay well when you first started and you were talking about you know starting I think you said September you were starting to August, September last year, you were starting to want to go back and missing yep. people. And, um, and it was interesting to me too, because that, again, it's not the circumstance that's creating the feeling that you'll have, but I'm curious what you thought you would feel going back to work. What? Um, um, excited um like what would going back to work um how would it affect you what what would it be you know providing you with um some feelings of worth worth like mm. that i um uh, am valued Mm -hmm. and they need me and um some status that I work at the medical school mm -hmm. and just um the word is um feeling of like not generosity but openness oh, okay. because this this um project uh trains and um supports African-American caregivers of people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Okay, so, so you would the, feel open doing yeah. that. Like you would, mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, like I'm giving. Uh-huh. And, and so what's interesting to just remember in all of this is that no matter what, it's not our circumstance creating the feeling, right? Like it's not whether you go back to work or you stay doing what you're doing now that could give you that feeling of openness, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, maybe there's no right answer here. Sounds like it's kind of 50-50 either way. Yes. There's some things you like about going back to work and that idea. There's some yeah, here's the thing, Betsy, though, like, this whole year that I mean the COVID year and all that I mean I went on a couple of really fun trips but um I've been restless mm -hmm. like I've just been you know I mean I, I've been kind of rattling around the house trying to think of you know things that I really wanted to do and and I've I've done a little volunteer stuff that I enjoy but I mean I really don't feel like I'm working my brain mm -hmm. um my whole um work life has always been in healthcare administration like mm -hmm. you know that's what I've done and it's what I'm good at so 
um, it's only been in the last few months that I started to panic about it. Like before that, I'm like, I really want that job. I really want to go back. Exactly. Right. Cause it's like, when you don't have it, that's what you want. And then the closer you are to actually having it, you're like, no, what I did have is what I want. I want my freedom. Okay. So your brain can just really argue for either side. And you just want to be aware that you can argue for both sides. There's not a right or a wrong. The feeling of restlessness at home wasn't coming from you being home. It was coming from your thoughts, right? Yep. So you could create these feelings, whether you're at home, you could, you know, do it at work. It's not the, the environment you need to change. Yeah. So what are you thinking right now? Are you taking some notes? Um, it, my SI joints hurting. Mm. Like my, it, 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 because I was, I've been talking to my brain based on, you know, our work and listening to um, Nicole Sachs, um, like, it's okay, Jane. It's okay. You know, we can handle this. Okay, brain. You can let go of this panic right now because we can figure this out. We'll figure it out in the best possible way. No need to send pain impulses to my SI joint. You've got my attention. Yeah. How does that go? Um, good. It hasn't stopped hurting yet, but okay. Yeah. But at least is it my... ever turned down the volume of the pain a little? Um, not that I've noticed, but see when I'm out walking in the morning, you know, sometimes I'm listening to a podcast, but sometimes I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So since it came up, since the pain came up, why don't we go there? Tell me, um, from zero to 10, how much pain you're feeling, what it feels like? Um, well, the position that I'm sitting in right now, it's about a five, mm -hmm. but it gets up to eight or nine. And when I'm walking, when I get up and down, various things. Okay. If you were to stand up right now, would that increase your pain typically? Is that some, a movement that yeah. you have your pain? Yeah, right? yeah. Do you want to try it just to... Sure. and then we'll do some of that mental work sorry to put you in more pain but no <laughs> just for the sake of science <laughs> and in fact right now it's it's not hurting that bad oh okay what happened when you stood up then going from uh, hand? not much okay it's just certain just certain back. positions like um i have a, a trainer and if i do this going back that hurts in my si joint although actually right now doesn't hurt that bad but right. at any rate, no, wait 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 pause yeah emphasize now, now it hurts now i have okay. to get in a certain position but okay. yeah it may be not not even the position but yes yeah yes <laughs> so yes it's um you know when you do have those moments where you're like oh that's weird this time it didn't hurt as much make a mental note of that right because i want you to always build a case of it's possible it's not structural right right because that helps your belief that will subconsciously help your brain not tighten up when you go to do those certain movements oh okay so make a mental note of when it's not hurting mm -hmm. so i can build a case okay yes 
Yes, it's so, so important because, you know, our reticular activating system, that part of our brain that wants to prove itself true, will yeah. ignore the other evidence. I mean, I've, I've had people tell me one thing one day, and then the next day they've completely forgotten that they had less pain. So it's, you want to just, you know, it's like shifting your focus from all the times you do have pain to the times you don't. And then you start to see more of those times you don't have pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, where was I going to go after that? Okay. But so then you do have some pain right now. It, it yeah. back up. Okay. So why don't we just have you sit here then? Um, and it's, is it back to a five? Is that what it is? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just have you sit there, close your eyes, start to tune into your body. Starting with the breath, you can just notice what your breath is like naturally, if it, um, however fast or slow it is, if you want to start to deepen the breath, you can, if that feels good. But just giving yourself a few breaths to start to tune into yourself and let everything else around you go. Feel support by the chair and the floor. And then as you tune into your body, scan your body, what do you feel and where do you feel it? Actually, I've been practicing a um, loving kindness meditation. Mm. Like I am safe, I am well, I am loved. Yeah. Um, and so when I do deep breathing and when I do that, my body does relax. Ah. And I don't the palpitations go way down okay um amazing how does the side joint feel i mean you're kind of moving are you trying to find the spot or yeah. uh, i i'm in it right now um it feels like there's like a hot poker mm. like going right in that joint mm-hmm and when you, if you're just sitting there, not moving, but you imagine yourself walking, I'm curious what happens with your body, you know, with your brain, when you imagine yourself getting up, going on your walk, you know, you're a few, you're more than three minutes in, how does your body react when you just talk about it, when you're just sitting here and imagining it? Um... Does it change at all if you? Yeah, I mean, it starts to feel tight in my SI joint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can see how just by sitting here, you can actually increase the pain in one way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to just experiment with is just seeing if you could imagine with less pain. So let's pick the walking because that seems to be the one that has been getting worse and is a little more scary, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we did this with my um, hamstring yeah. and it totally went away. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So let's try um, having you imagine that you're getting up and you're walking and you're joyful because you are so excited because you have no pain. You feel so loose, you feel so limber, you're imagining walking. And I'll send you this recording so you don't have to take notes, but you can okay. just 
you can just imagine maybe you're outside in a beautiful area and you just love everything about how good you feel right now. You feel, you know, like you're 10 years younger, just walking around with so much energy, with good feeling in your body. Maybe the sun is on your face, you're smiling and just feeling how amazing it is to be able to do those movements with complete calm, comfort, even joy. Are you able to imagine that? Yep. Awesome. Okay. How does that feel? Tell me a little about it. Um, well, I mean, I can remember when I wasn't hurting. Mm -hmm. So I, I, um, so it does feel, I, I do feel loose. Mm, loose when you're walking in your imagination. Yeah. So loose. Uh-huh. What does that area maybe look like compared to what you see now in your mind's eye? Um, it is more, instead of like a red bullseye uh -huh. back there, it's more, um, a blue green kind of color. Mm -hmm. Cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, you know, when you are having some sensation, you can imagine that red, yeah. like cooling down and changing colors. And, um, you know, maybe the, the breath, you can send your breath down there and that cools it down. Yeah, definitely. Because definitely the more I think about it hurting, the redder, yeah. the more it hurts. Right? When you even imagined yourself walking, it got mm -hmm. worse. Yeah. And now as you're, you know, just calm with it, we're not like intently trying to change it urgently. We're just like so curious about it and fascinated with it and, and loving it and telling it it's safe. And, and I love that you're doing those loving kindness meditations because I tell my body that it's safe a lot too. I think you said you do that too. You're safe. You're safe. But well, I remembered it when I went back and looked at your pen vent. Oh yes. Yes. Tell yourself you're safe and hands on your heart even. And right. Yes. Yes. So how is the sensation now as you're just sitting here in real life? <laughs> I can't really feel anything. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like the yeah. idea of sending my a cool breath yeah. back there. Yeah. Because I am breathing a little harder when I'm walking and, mm. um, you know, the um, like essential oils and stuff like that, that you put on sore spots is deep blue. Was yeah. the one that I use. I so I, I think of blue. Oh yeah. You might even, oh my gosh, even you telling me that I imagine the tingle on my back of deep blue. So you might even, you know, I like had that sensory experience in my imagination as we were talking. So you might even imagine yourself putting deep blue on. I mean, it's the sky's the limit. It's whatever you feel like imagining. You can just play around with it and be so curious. And when you know that it can change without you doing anything else structural, then you know that it's just these neural pathways. It's just a question of how to calm them without adding more fear, right? Right. 
right. urgency and like, ah, I've got to change it. What's going on? It's not working. I'm not doing it right. Versus, you know, just being so like calm, curious, loving. Yeah, the loving part for sure. Because yeah. generally when I think about it, when it's happening, I'm like, dang it, stop. Mm -hmm. Yes. Know, like, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not enjoying my walk because it hurts. Yeah. Get into kind of a maybe catastrophizing mode a little bit. It gets worse and worse and worse the more the walk goes on. And then I say, yeah, dang it. I'm going to keep on going because I'm not letting this. But that's not particularly loving. Not loving. Right. Um, that's like, I'm going to get through this. Right. Um, as opposed to sending cool breath and love to that area that's that's a big difference mm -hmm. and like enjoying the movement and how delicious it feels to be able to stretch and move your body and mm -hmm. definitely curious, if you just tune in kind of close your eyes one more time and just tune into that area and if you ask that area if you just focus on that area and ask it you know, what it, if it has a message for you, what that would be. Yeah, I mean, it's relax. Uh, like, uh, relax. I'm, I'm just trying to get your attention, but um, relax. What'll happen will happen with the job or anything else and it'll all work out. How does that feel in your body when you're thinking? I feel relaxed. Relax, it'll all work out. Whatever ha will happen will happen. Oh, Betsy, that was the other thing. Up until June and July, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So like my, what I was thinking was um, whatever God's will is in this situation, let that happen. And it wasn't until it became a reality mm -hmm. that I was being considered that that thought has diminished mm -hmm. and it got more into, I needed to go out on the interview. I did a practice session with a coach friend of mine and, and what if, what if, what if, um, that this is when it really started to hurt. Mm -hmm. You kind of lost that that focus or that letting go or that the letting go and the surrender yeah the surrender yeah and then you started getting anxious and tight and your body started hurting and your heart is beating like crazy and mm -hmm. just these grounding moments and centering and everything's going to be okay can shift everything yeah they can both be true right like you could we're we're Imagining either way. We're imagining the future either way. It's all pretending. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I realized that my thought, I'm going to lose all my freedom, that's not even true. Because I get to set the structure. And mm -hmm. if what they want is not this in line with what I have in mind, I don't have to take it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's, that's powerful. And when you feel empowered, you don't have stress. You don't have the stress response because you think oh, empowered. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not a victim. I'm not 
You are not a victim. At the whim of what they want, I can choose to or not to. Yes. And you'll always choose the best thing for yourself. Right. You are going to take care of yourself. With love. With love. Mm -hmm. That feels the best to you. That's the best way to serve other people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm often, or I have often in my lifetime been very hard on myself, like the perfectionist. Yeah. I yeah. have to do this right. What if I do it wrong? You know, that. right. And you were worried about disappointing those people and yeah. you know, all of that extra stuff throws off your alignment. Yeah. Literally. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? My back alignment. I know. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking of doing a podcast episode about alignment because as a physical therapist, I talked about alignment so much. And now I'm like alignment. I see it so differently, but it's still relevant. It's right? still relevant. And that would be a great podcast. Yeah. If you're out of alignment, like you feel it in your body, right? Yeah. Anytime you commit to doing something you don't want to, and you're resentful, you feel it. And, and everything goes wonky because yep. you're yeah. out. Yep. Jane, great oh, work. So I good. Great Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank hey. you. If you have been following this work, if you think coaching might help you, if you've been struggling with chronic pain or disease, and you think there might be something more, and you're drawn to this, then please check out my group coaching program. It starts next week. So get on the interest list right now so I can send you the information. The link will be in my show notes and space is limited. So if this is calling to you, don't hesitate to get on the list today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.